electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on our podcast, roads, bridges. Hey, there's even a turnpike in the Garden State. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy joins us. I think infrastructure investment is a good way to get your GDP growth up. That, that is a fact, and history proves that. There's a lot on state leaders' plates, taxes, superstorms, and protecting our kids from COVID. It's worse than it was three months ago, but not nearly as bad as it was in either the first or second wave. Folks have to wear face coverings while they're in the school, and that doesn't bring me any joy to mandate that, but that's the right thing to do. Apple has a new iPhone, a new watch, and maybe a new strategy to take on industry headwinds. CNBC's John Ford. Apple probably figured out how to beat the supply chain problems. If enough customers buy the higher-end iPhones, it won't matter that Apple can't make as many. Those stories plus a headache for GM, a new tax plan for Congress, a SpaceX liftoff, and qualifying for vaccine booster shots. You're tired and cranky and I'm fat. It's Thursday, September 16th, 2021. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back you by in three... Two, one, two, please. Good morning. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Becky Quick along with Joe Kernan. Andrew is off today. A lot of things happening in the markets. Joe, IPOs yesterday did incredibly well. If you were looking at Dice Therapeutics, that was an immunology biotech company. Maybe not a huge surprise. It made a big IPO debut. It doubled in its IPO. But it's not just immunology companies, not just biotech companies. That's a hot space. You might anticipate it there. On holding, we had the sneaker company on yesterday. They were up by 46 percent. Sneakers and then Dutch Brothers, which is a couple of guys who are former dairy farmers turned coffee sellers. Uh, that company was up by over 40 percent, too, for its IPO. Dairy farmers. Dairy farmers turned coffee. coffee sellers. I get it. Hot, hot, hot. I get it. Yeah. Dice, uh, Dice Therapeutics, immunology. I think they make small molecule drugs. They're kind of perfecting some of those not, things. Not a big fan of the name. Hey, you take this vaccine, you're really rolling the dice. The dice. <laughs> Woo! Wow, is that a... Uh, oh, man. Well, we'll see what happens. We think it works. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, Dice there. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. Does that seem like I don't know a good... where the ni- name came up with it, but the, the, the science is interesting. Let's roll we say. the dice on this one. Do you know our, our governor is going to be on? Yes. Governor Phil Murphy from New Jersey will be joining us a little later today. We'll talk to him about COVID. We'll talk to him about taxes. Remember the other day we did the total taxes if everything goes 57.3%. through. 57.3%. You remember. I do. So you've seen the, the ads from the other gentleman who, who's trying to, I think the Republican who thinks he's going to run against. So he, he keeps playing, playing the governor saying, hey, look, if taxes are, are your one priority, just this is not the state for you, New Jersey. And it, yes. every single ad that the, his opponent has, he puts that quote in with, with uh, Governor Murphy saying that. So I'm going to ask him that, whether... Well, now it's not as, as if, if you don't like taxes, maybe New Jersey. Do we just say, hey, if you don't like taxes, the United States isn't the place for you. Well, you could uh, move to New know, York, where what's it going to be, 61.7%? Yeah, 61. 
61. I mean, for people that are you know, high, oh, uh, high end. Right. This is for people making more than five million dollars because of that. But three percent additional surcharge that the House Ways and Means Committee has now put in their plan. Right. So we'll see what, about, what actually above, gets through. About 50 for people, you know, that right. put four. That's, uh, here is something about taxes among today's top stories. Uh, the possibility of higher taxes late yesterday afternoon, the House Ways and Means Committee uh, passed a sweeping tax plan that would raise taxes uh, on corporations, on the wealthy, all in a bid to pay uh, for the president's $3.5 trillion spending bill. And here is Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal. Our attempt here is not to redistribute wealth, not to punish success, not to curb innovation, as much as it is simply to broaden opportunity. Yesterday, uh, the committee vote was along party lines, but now Democrats still have to negotiate the package within their own party with some big disagreements between the House uh, and the Senate. Some big disagreements, and I think this is going to take some time. I started reading through the Senate version, or I'm sorry, the House version of it yesterday, and um, yeah, this is going to take some time to sort out, just for the Democrats. This is not like sorting out between the two parties. This is going to take some time for the Democrats themselves to kind of sort out and figure out what they can actually pass in any of it. It's very narrow. Yeah. Narrow margins in both, uh, both houses. Right. In corporate news, SpaceX making history last night. It's inspiration for all civilian crew lifted off shortly after 8 p.m. from the Kennedy Space Center. The four-person team is going to be spending the next three days circling the Earth at orbital altitude of 360 miles above the planet, which is higher than the International Space Station. No American has been that far into space in more than a decade. This crew will return to Earth this Saturday, where they are expected to land in the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Florida. Pilots indicate nominal, historic mission, playing the Inspiration 4 crew. Joe, again, late for you, 8 o'clock. We did stay I, up to watch I, I it last night. I heard you say that. Yeah, I, heard, I, I took note. Of it. Late for you, too. So, <laughs> I'm up every night at 8 o'clock. Well, I'm up at I'm up at eight. I was up I was at eight up till I think last night. My wife looked at me and said, "You know, it's eight thirty three. You really are." <laughs> and I did go and I did go to bed. But it's not you're not saying that to me because you know there's some great different. We're contemporaries. We you're are. The biggest I, issue is I, look. I have three. to I have to stay. We get up at three. Three thirty. So that's three thirty. For right. me. But I, I, I inevitably am tired every morning because I can't get the kids down to bed that early, can't get everything set up for the next day. So I'm up till about 9.30. Right. Really late. That is late. That, that, that 9.30, I, I would definitely uh, be a little bit less... Grouchy? Bushy-tailed, bushy-eared. And Remember <laughs> that guy? He was bushy-eared. That one guy. <laughs> yes, we do have... Uh, <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, and you told him. Get one of those things. Um, I didn't tell him that. Um, I wanted to, actually, before you you started saying that I'm sleepy, and and, uh, I was going to ask you about if you go 350 miles versus 60 miles in space, do you you really know? I I, I would feel further away and, and even more probably frightened and claustrophobic, but it probably isn't, and going 22 times faster than two times or 22 times the speed of sound versus three times the speed of sound. Uh, all those things make it more daunting, but you probably wouldn't notice 
that much, but you're, they are really out there. And it's amazing that it's a private, I just can't believe private civilians are with doing this. no with astronauts company. on board. And, and by the way, this, this crew was only put together six months ago. So six months of training. I, I, it feels like it would be a very long, long way away. And based yeah. on the, the, the space flights that we've seen recently, this one's three and a half days. So it's not seven minutes in your back. No. It's a real, it's like astronauts. Yeah. Although they're not astronauts. Uh, in, uh, this is but, not, but are you an astronaut once you're there in space? I mean, we well, keep saying there's the, no astronaut. That but. was the discussion about whether uh, Branson really gets to call himself an astronaut if you don't go above that, that line. Right. And uh, it's okay with me. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we can call these civilians no longer astronauts once they come back. No, they are. Right. If they go that high, they definitely are. That's right. That's right. They already are, in, yeah. fi- in fact. So they're, they're astronauts right now, I guess. Moderna releasing more data from its phase three study of its COVID vaccine. The company says the findings support the push uh, for wide use of booster shots. That's because Moderna found so-called breakthrough cases of vaccinated people uh, getting COVID happen less often among uh, the group of trial participants who were more recently inoculated. Meantime, the FDA, though, the staff declined yesterday to take a stance on Pfizer's COVID vaccine booster shots, citing a lack uh, of verified data. Didn't uh, what I was reading didn't sound like they were sounds like there's some some disagreement between the well, administration, the FDA, the CDC uh, so, uh, on where they they stand. And then you read a lot of stuff from other Israel or UK or where was I was reading one this this morning remember where it was, about breakthrough cases, how some of the hospitalizations are breakthrough cases. But then I read the total number in the entire country, and they said the reason that you're seeing more breakthrough cases among vaccinated people is because many, 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 many more people in these countries are now vaccinated. So any COVID cases you see almost by definition are going to be breakthrough because the unvaccinated population is so small uh, at this point. And we know that there are people with underlying conditions or with immune systems that, you know, maybe you're elderly or your immune system isn't really up to snuff. Yeah, the, the vaccine is only as good as your immune system that reacts to it. So. Yeah. And, and by but, the way, those people can get a booster shot at this point. If you are somebody who right. has a compromised immune system, you, you can get a booster shot in some of these cases. I, I, you know, I know people who already have, um, you know, and, yeah. it, it, but... I think this is a big issue, and we maybe not a huge surprise that the FDA. I, I'm still, I was still surprised that the FDA didn't take a stance, but there were many scientists from the FDA who kind of spoke out ahead of time and said that they were not in favor of this. My question is: Is this because it's, it's the un, there's not enough verified data to go on? Is this because public policy is coming into this too? Because there's also been this question of whether we should be getting a third shot when there are developing countries uh, the, that haven't gotten a shot at all. So how much of this is based on science and how much of this is based uh, on public policy saying yeah, it's not totally fair? totally different issue right. about, you know, I don't know, wealthy country guilt or something. I don't know what, what you, where you'd even put that into the... Uh, we all have a lot of guilt now. I, 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 you know, that's one of the reasons I... I, I guess, but look, I'd, I'd like to know the pure science answer if you're kind well, of thinking about whether you about, need a third shot or whether someone you love well, needs a third shot. Well, not just need one, but what... If, if you're really going to be laid up for, I don't know what the, you know, I, I've anecdotally, I've heard that if you get the third one, that the side of, you know, that you can even feel worse for the next 24 hours and from the second one. So yeah, but I know people look. who have gotten some breakthrough cases and they've been, you know, for a couple of weeks now. 
very right. sick on some of these so issues. So you shouldn't so worry about the... the a 24-hour but, 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 but then if you don't need it, and I've had other anecdotal cases say that someone went and saw the doctor, the, his antibodies were off the charts and said there's no reason for you to get a booster. So well, it'd be all, nice if everybody had easy access to the antibody chest, test so you could check yourself right. to see where things stand. And it'd be nice if everyone had a really great immune system. And people with the breakthrough cases probably, I, I don't know, you know, booster probably helps, but... It's never going to be perfect, I guess. No, and, 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 it, and it's not, right. And, and as you mentioned, a lot of these breakthrough cases coming because so many people are vaccinated, especially in a country like Israel. If you're going to see cases, it's going to be a breakthrough case. Uh, but, it, but it leaves a lot of questions about what the CDC will actually decide and how that the administration, there is pressure coming from the administration on this because there's pressure coming from the public on this. Um, right. And, and you know, a lot of questions that are... Hopefully going to I, get could get, I could get one next month, theoretically, if it's six months. Yeah, September 22nd is the CDC meeting, so um, we'll know more about that I mean, point, two, February plus six is two you're plus past, six. Is, uh, no, it's eight begin, months after. Yeah, you're, right? you're, you're past eight the recommended. Months. Yeah, eight months, not yeah. six. Yeah, well, eight, no, there's so, some people who say six, though. They, if well, you look at the, ready, if you look at the science now, from I, I don't either Pfizer or Moderna, that's what they will say. I feel like my immune system is pretty good. Or... Because you go to bed at eight o'clock, you get enough sleep. Yeah, I get. I do eight, eight or eight thirty, and I need to. What's eight thirty? I, I have to say, mine is not great because I'm up till nine thirty or ten. Eight, I don't and get you know what sleep. else? You get fat. You don't sleep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> not you. Eight thirty to three thirty. You're tired and cranky, and I'm fat. <laughs> do the yeah. Do the math. Eight thirty to three thirty. That's seven hours. I, that's a minimum. I know. I, a, there are nights that minimum. I get barely five hours. That's I, a minimum, and it hurts my immune system. Probably does. Coming up on Squawk Pod, drivers beware. GM issues a warning to its Chevy electric vehicle drivers. Mind where you park. Is someone kidding around with us? Plus, salt of the earth, well, of the Garden State. Governor Phil Murphy on tax hikes, tax breaks, and building a better Jersey. We have long ago, long since underinvested in hard infrastructure. New Jersey would be a big winner. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Stand by, Joe. You're listening to Squawk Pod. One is Mike Q. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Joe Kernan, along with Becky Quick. Andrew's off today. Is someone kidding around with this, or is this General Motors now advising Chevy Bolt owners to not park uh, their cars or EVs within 50 feet of another vehicle 
to <laughs> reduce the risk of a potential fire spreading. Uh, that but warning feel safe comes- driving it around in the meantime. <laughs> What parking lot? I mean, you better hope there's some open spaces, I guess. You know, that uh, got to be one of those great big parking lots. And you ever see how people do that sometimes? They think they have a nice car. You yes. know what I mean? And they park, they park so way they in the back and they so take far. three spots up so no one can yeah, park around. Yeah, take three them. spots and park way far. Well, this you got to do by necessity so you don't cause a massive parking lot fire of all the vehicles that are there. Uh, that warning comes after the automaker recalled more than 140,000 of these vehicles. Uh, due to the risk of their batteries uh, randomly catching fire. I guess until you get it fixed, you need to do that? Um, yeah, I, w- I would assume that. And or, maybe you're not driving it right it. now, but where do you keep it? You don't want to keep it in your driveway next to other cars. You probably don't want to keep it in your house parked in your garage. No. Um, no, next done. to where you keep all your, your, your trash and your newspapers <laughs> that you've thrown out and everything else. Yeah, yeah. great idea. Hey, Joe, somebody pointed out... Um, with the Chevy Bolt, if you can't park within 50 feet of another car, then none can ever be in New York City anywhere. You would think. Um, if you saw one, there was one parking spot on the street, but you had to park next to the Chevy Bolt. Just, park it, and not even just park. They, yeah, there's very few places in the city where there's, a, there's not there's a car space. that's yeah. within 50 feet. The one thing I will say, look, this is a serious issue. And when you hear it, you think, wow, I wouldn't want to be in one of those cars. But I, I, I will hand it to GM. Because this is a situation where Mary Barra, remember when she came in, she yeah. had that ignition switch at you, that she was just stepping in. But years and years of, of it being covered up, of the problems being papered over, I'll give them credit for That's, at least saying, we think this is a problem and you, you have to be careful. You would hate to, to have to, to, it's like, you know, you would hate to have to come out and actually say these things. Um, right, but, they, but they, they, they may be overly cautious and it may be right, because of what maybe. she has seen over the course of time there. But take it seriously. Cases of the COVID-19 Delta variant continue to rise in the state of New Jersey. And with 5.7 million people vaccinated across the state, the governor continues to push for more. Joining us now is New Jersey's governor, Phil Murphy. And Governor Murphy, thanks for being with us this morning. Obviously, cases are rising here and in other places in the Northeast, too. Um, What's the latest? What's the state of things? Yeah, Becky, good to be with you. Um, It's... um Worse than it was three months ago, but not nearly as bad as it was in either the first or second wave. But we've got probably 1,150 people in the hospital. That's compared to a few hundred uh, three months ago, but also compared to 8,270 at our peak of April last year. Overwhelmingly, these are unvaccinated individuals. So while there are some breakthrough cases, very few of them thankfully make it to the hospital. We have a very high rate of vaccination rate, I think the highest among the big American states, but we're still out there pounding away, knocking on doors in communities every single day. The number goes up uh, slowly but surely, and we need to see that number continue to go up. With the schools back in session, uh, most most schools for about a week now, maybe a week and a half in New Jersey, um, what, what have you seen there? And I ask because I know there are already cases in my son's school. Yeah, I mean, there there are... Cases here and there, we have one district that I was informed of last evening, a small district in the southern part of the state that has gone on uh, quarantine. Um, And we're trying to get more information as to exactly why and how that's uh, happening. I think it's a little bit too early uh, to assess how the, the opening has gone because we're only in many cases eight or nine days into the school year. We need several weeks, I think, under our belt. And we're obviously 
watching it like a hawk. Folks have to wear face coverings uh, while they're in the school, and that's not you know that, that I don't that doesn't bring me any joy to 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 mandate that. But that's the right thing to do, and we'll do that until until we feel like we're through this. When you talk to people anecdotally, uh, and again, it's early days, this is a different school year than it was last year, they, they think a lot of the times that when people, kids get them, school-age kids get this uh, virus, it's, it's coming from somewhere else, not the schools. Um, do you have any intention of bringing masking mandates back to other locations or any other sort of closures to deal with it? Yeah, at the, at the moment, no, and I hope it stays that way. We have a strong recommendation that if you're indoors, and you're with, and you're packed in with other people. In particular, if you don't know what their vac- vaccination status is, a strong recommendation to put on a put on a mask. Uh, but I hope that we're not going to have to go back to the, the the mandates of closures or or a broader uh, a broader requirements. We think this is the right package of of steps to take for the school settings, and obviously we're going to watch it like a hawk uh, over the next number of weeks. Hey, Governor, I saw 50 best places to live, you know, and I was a little angry that, that it was number 50 was, I think, uh, a, a place in New Jersey. New Jersey is a great place. And I understand that. And you're, you're you know, you're the governor. So we need to pay for, you know, good things aren't cheap. Cheap things aren't good. Uh, but you even acknowledge that if if taxes are are your main stumbling block, and this is in one of your opponents, one of your challengers ads that you said, look, if taxes is your main issue, then New Jersey's not the place for you. And I would say this, if you're a one-issue voter and tax rate is your issue, we're probably not your state. I don't know whether that was taken out of context or what, but you kind of acknowledge tax, you get taxed a lot if you live in New Jersey. Would you, is that a fair thing to say that taxes are high and, and you better get used to it? Yeah, y- yes and no. Um, we inherited a mess, honestly, and we've been chipping away at that. We want to be, and that was taken out of context, we want to be, Joe, and you, you know the state well, the good value for money state. In other words, you pay something to live here, but you get back, I think, overall, the number one state in America to raise a family, number one public education system in America, top handful of health uh, systems in America, great quality of life, location second that. to none. I love it. But um, so, so, I was I was leading yeah, into you, a uh, leading into a, a question though to, to see what what you think about it. You see what I mean? They, we know now what what the House Democrats are proposing. I don't know what comes out of the three and a half trillion, but certain people would be paying almost sixty percent in New Jersey if this goes through. And even people that don't make five million are going to be well above fifty percent. That makes people want to want to leave. And it just are you behind this three and a half trillion dollar boondoggle with with the with the tax increases that go along with it, Governor, if you, would you vote for it if you were a, a Republican senator and, uh, or I'm sorry, a Democratic senator instead of a, a governor? I think the chances of my being a Republican senator are low, but um, <laughs> you were uh, Goldman Sachs. Listen, I don't know what happened to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> L- let me tell you what is a game changer that we need to get back on the table, and that's lift, lifting the salt uh, deduction. Uh, the cap on that deduction has been crushing. I think the impact of it has been masked uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, and it's overwhelmingly a middle-class homeowner, especially senior middle-class homeowner uh, tax uh, hike, uh, which is unnecessary. It, it, it was political. 
It was done in the Trump administration. That, if I, if I were in Congress, that would be the number one thing I'd be fighting for because it crushes states like ours, uh, and it's incredibly unfair to the middle class, especially to our seniors. In general, do you think that that we need to expand government? Fed the federal government. It's, it's three and a half trillion. Some people say it's you know you had the other infrastructure in and other th- actual numbers, and it's way over five trillion. Do we need to expand? government and pay for it with higher taxes to that extent, in your view, to to improve this country? Or, or is it going to be detrimental to what it's intended to do? Let me let me put aside how you pay for it for a second. We're the most uh, I've changed my way. I say this because, Joe, you gave me good advice. We're the most densely populated state in America uh, with a disproportionate share of legacy assets. We have long ago, long since underinvested in hard infrastructure. New Jersey would be a big winner. On the softer stuff, we're already doing a lot of that in New Jersey. We're doing expanding childcare, expand pre-K, fund K through 12 more aggressively, make college more affordable, make housing more affordable. We know that stuff works. If we had federal support, more firepower, we could do a lot of what we're doing faster and at a bigger scale. And that would also uh, be a game changer. Uh, I, that's, yeah, there's cost to everything, obviously, and I, I don't know. That's that's where the two parties disagree on, on whether the the overall uh, deleterious effects on the overall economy from more less money in the private sector actually comes back. And you know, you look at Europe. We don't want to be Europe, Governor. They got they got a bigger safety net and cradle to grave intelligence. We don't want to grow at one and a half percent for for the rest of you know, our country's history. It's nice to it'd be nice to grow at three, three and a half percent, four percent. Well, but Joe, I think infrastructure investment is a good way to get your GDP growth up. That That is a fact. And history proves that. Governor, you mentioned that you're, you're hoping for salt relief. Um, that's certainly what we've heard from uh, Josh Gottheimer, a congressman from New Jersey. If that doesn't happen, though, if, if there's not salt relief, um, what what do we do next? And I, and I guess what we've seen so far with your plan has been to take and offer some middle class relief by by raising taxes on anybody earning over a million dollars in the state of New Jersey. If if the salt relief doesn't come or if the salt relief is only extended to middle class, what will you do in terms of the highest earners in the state? And I, I, I just wonder, do you worry that any of them leave because of those high those higher taxes? Yeah, we're, we're, we don't have any plans to raise more taxes on anybody. In fact, we're going the other direction. If you're a middle-class family today compared to when we got into office three and a half years ago, you're paying less for a lot of stuff, for uh, probably on your income taxes, uh, to go to college, to pay for health care, to pay for child care. That's the direction we've been going in, and we want to stay going in that direction. If the salt cap doesn't get lifted, it, it, it is a... It is a fact that, that that's a problem. I mean, that's a real problem for middle-class homeowners, especially seniors who are on a fixed income. It's just not right. Uh, it, it, it's, it was not the way that this was intended as far back as the 19th century when the, the, the tax regimes got put on the books at the federal level. It's, it's not right. It's not fair. And I'm going to continue to fight it. I, I, I will tell you that. But if it doesn't get lifted, what will you do immediately? Well, I, there's no, we're not going to, uh, we have no plans to raise taxes on anybody. The good news is our economy right now is growing. And, 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 and our, I think my job is to make sure it continues to grow so we have more financial latitude. And again, big focus on middle class relief. The other theme that we're not talking about here is there's a lot of 
state-to-state discussions right now that we're in the middle of. You know, folks look at uh, an abortion ban in Texas or gun laws in other states or restricting democracy. It's not just the, the value, the hard math, which we focus on, but it's the values. And that's also a discussion that we should have because that's part of a lot of our economic dis- development discussions right now. Governor, I want to thank you for coming down to, to Milburn, um, which must have been, a, I mean, it was a shock to me that, that just watching the infrastructure we need to, is there a way to keep that? I mean, I don't know about stopping the storm itself, but there's got to be a way to, to New Orleans. Uh, obviously, that was a bad storm down there, but they did things infrastructure wise. Do we need to bury more power lines? Do we need to harden the grid? Do, is that what we should be spending some concrete things on instead of the, the metaphysical infrastructure or the spiritual? In, I don't know what you call what the, what the Democrats are trying, but uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, spiritual in, infrastructure? I, I don't know that I call it spiritual, but I think it, I think it's an and both moment, Joe. Um, we did. The good news is. In Jersey, we'd done a lot of what you talked about. I was actually just on with the CEO of one of our of the biggest power company in the state. We had protected substations uh, after Hurricane Irene. Turns out this awful storm, Ida, which killed 30 people in New Jersey, by the way, all of them uh, f- directly from flooding or related, the power outages were, were de minimis uh, because we had done exactly what you were just suggesting. I think we need... Uh, specific to these these heavy rainstorms, we need climate resiliency infrastructure. That's going to depend on where you are in the state and in the country, I assume, whether that's levees, barriers, natural runoffs, uh, pursuing these so-called Blue Acres plans where you take people out of their homes who were raising their hand and you turn that into a natural runoff. It's a whole series of things that we need. Governor Murphy, thank you for joining us today. It's always good to see you. Likewise. Thanks for having me, folks. Next on Squawk Pod, Apple has unveiled the new iPhone 13. But is it worth the hype? CNBC's John Ford. We might not know how many days we're going to be in the office in 2021, whether we'll be traveling much. But you know what we can count on? We'll need a phone. And he's got two sides of the argument to get into. So stay tuned after this. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, No one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. Now, let's talk about iPhone. Our hosts today, Joe Kernan and Becky Quick. We keep making iPhone better, more powerful, more capable, and even more fun to use. Today, we are thrilled to introduce our next generation of iPhone. This is iPhone 13. Here's Joe. Apple this week unveiled the iPhone 13 with a new custom chip, new cameras, and an updated design. Uh, But in a year when companies large and small have faced component shortages, can the iPhone deliver a big holiday quarter? That's interesting, John. That's uh, because there's supply and demand issues, I think. I guess there always are. 
Potentially, Joe, and, and that's why investors should temper any expectations of a big iPhone quarter from Apple. I mean, first of all, Apple CFO Luca Maestri warned last month that component shortages would cause supply problems for iPhone and iPad in the current quarter, so I, I doubt that's all going to disappear for the holidays. Then there's these new phones themselves. Last year was big. That was the first 5G phone, and people have been waiting on that, pent-up demand. This year, it's back to cameras and storage as the selling points, and that's not going to move the needle. I mean, sure, the iPhone 13 is nice. They kept the price the same when everything else is getting more expensive, so kudos there. There's some fantastic enhancements with video on the Pro model, and oh my goodness, finally, a bigger battery in the Pro models. But there's going to be competition for gadget spending this holiday season, particularly Amazon's brand new Omni Fire TVs with Alexa built in. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy made a good point when he told me voice is the future of the and the iPhone 13 isn't going to have a big Q4. Yeah, but there do seem to be a lot of iPhone discounts from the wireless uh, carriers these days. True, Joe. On the other hand, this might be a huge holiday season for iPhone 13 sales. You know why? Because we might not know how many days we're going to be in the office in 2021, whether we'll be traveling much or whether we can count on in-person sessions in the gym. But you know what we can count on? We'll need a phone. Apple focused on exactly the right things with the iPhone 13. The front-facing camera is high quality now. In the Pro models, macro photos and videos look amazing. And look, Apple probably figured out how to beat the supply chain problems. If enough customers buy the higher-end iPhones, it won't matter that Apple can't make as many. They'll meet revenue and profit targets by selling fewer phones. Plus, the carriers are even more eager than last year to discount iPhones and lure subscribers onto unlimited wireless plans. A lot of 5G speeds are disappointing now, but that's exactly why the wireless companies want more subscribers so they can afford to improve the experience. It's going to be a much bigger holiday uh, for the iPhone than the naysayers expect, Joe. I do what you do, John. Will you get one? No. And here's why. I... I, I like the SE. This is the one that they didn't update this year. It's the cheapest one. It starts at just 400 bucks. But I like a home button, and, and it's got – I don't need do. a huge screen. You know, my eyes are still good enough, even though they're going. But, uh, yeah, so not yet. Once they put Touch ID on the phone in the home button, then I'm in. Then I'll upgrade to the big screen ones. But I, I don't want to have to hold the thing up to my face, especially, you know, you're wearing masks these days and whatnot. It's a pain. Yeah. Whose idea was it these silicone cases? I mean, I, I – I just sit here and, and stroke uh, my, my, my phone case. I do. I just sit here. It's, it, did you have one? I mean, it feels so good. It's, it, but it does. If you set it down on the floor, it picks up whatever, you know, like this. Uh, that's the only thing. For Becky, do they, what, what, mm-hmm. do they have any new BlackBerry No, um, no, no. Model? I have a new iPhone. They, Ta-da. It oh, doesn't even you, have the button, the button screen. No, but I don't I, mind not having the button have, on the screen. Yeah. John, you sound like, you I don't know. You sound like us. You, yeah, <laughs> you don't miss a button, do you? Um, no, that, I don't. I, I missed it for about a day. Now I'm good. I need because I use it all the time. I need to be able to just kind of like yeah, rubbing it, it in though, like a, rubbing yeah. it in though with the you can use a smaller screen because your eyes are still good. Ouch, yeah. <laughs> jerk. Mine, for now, uh, thought, my eyes are are, are 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 like fixing themselves. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. I, they are. Now I can see far out of my left eye and close up out of That's my left eye. when you get eye. to the other side of where I am right now. Yeah, guys get exa- better um, again. I thought I was going to ask something. Else. Oh, do you, you're using the facial recognition? Beck, you can't wear no. sunglasses. No, and not. Can't you can't be a mask a, on. You know, you can't be like a really bright sun behind you. You still, no. but, but most of the time it works. John, right? Yeah, I just I need to unlock my phone when I'm when I don't have it right in front of my face. So I want right, to be able right, to just right. you can still do I that. Like that. You can still do that. All right. Uh, thanks, hey, John. You know what I realized, John, before you go? 
I realize why I love this segment so much, because you are the modern day version of Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. It's like the never mind, but you answer your own questions <laughs> as you get through this. It's perfect. Thank you. That's I love it. Never mind. See you later. And that's Squawk Pod for today. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. And to get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, listen and follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Tell us what you like or what you don't. We can take it. About Squawk Pod on Twitter, at Squawk CNBC is our handle, or write a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. And we'll meet you back here tomorrow. And we are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.